Good morning and welcome to another edition of Root Pharmacist Radio. I'm Robert Kress, Root Pharmacist. Listen, what I got for you that's going to follow here, I've got another property which is functional pharmacy where I uh, actually work directly with other pharmacists and practitioners and stuff. So if you're a, a pharmacist and you're on Root Pharmacy, Root Pharmacist, you're connected with me there, you might find a lot of uh, great information over here on uh, functional pharmacy. So what I'm about to play for you is uh, the video newsletter that I just send out, turn into a podcast. So hope it sounds all right and um, I hope you enjoy talk to you shortly hey everyone Rob Kress here from uh, functionalpharmacy.com uh, just kind of a weekly video newsletter I guess you could say uh, some big things in the news I just want to share it with you so it could probably enhance your practice and help things out first of all let's talk about omega-3s doesn't it seem that like every couple of years you see these headlines omega-3s aren't good for your heart waste of money yada 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 you know i always tell people to look beyond the headlines and don't practice off of headlines uh, and to look deeper into the research there was a study that came out about uh, i think about two months ago that really came this uh, with that recommendation saying there was no benefit and it was a meta-analysis which as far as the meta-analysis was designed it was good um the problem is the studies that they picked they picked 10 different studies. So seven of the studies showed no benefits, three did. So looking at the net net of thing, things, the researcher said, well, seeing that, I can't recommend omega-3 fatty acids for the heart. When you looked a little deeper, the three studies that showed benefit had relatively good amounts, dosages of EPA, DHA, you know, like 1,000, 2,000, 3,000 milligrams. The other seven studies that showed no benefits were, I think, on average, about 450 milligrams, which is a subtherapeutic dose. We don't, we would never recommend that dose. So, once again, you know, you got to understand that there's more that meets the eye. Now, fortunately, recently, another study just came out and was part of the uh, Framingham Heart Study. Uh, 2,500 individuals. Now, what they did in this case, they basically. Uh, basically associated a concentration of EPA and DHA in the red blood cells with outcome. Okay. Uh, so they, and this isn't dosage related even, uh, there's this thing called the omega omega three quant index or the omega quant index. And you can bring it up. It's a service that you can actually have your levels tested, uh, and see what percentage you're at. Optimally you want to be at believe about 8% and on average, they're seeing about a 1000, 2000 milligram dosage to bring people there. Back to the study. Of the 2,500 people, the, top, the people that were in the top quintile uh, of saturation of the red blood cell with EPA and DHA showed, DHA showed a 34% lower risk of all-cause all mortality and a 39% reduction of cardiovascular disease. So that is actually pretty huge, pretty amazing. So uh, I think that was some good research that showed that. So on average, I generally recommend a 2,000 milligram of a 3-2 um, four-year general average person, um, yeah, EPA, DHA, that is. So they're getting about six to 400 milligrams and 2,000 milligrams total concentration daily. Uh, and I think that falls in line with what we're seeing. Next, is it time to get on board with hemp? Um, hemp is all the craze. Uh, a lot of pharmacies are going gangbusters with this uh, in many ways. They're helping people out in ways they weren't able to do it before, uh, and they're just really selling a lot of product. Now, um, it's very interesting. Obviously, the industry has had a stigma to it. Uh, up until just a few years ago, when we've been seeing at a widespread profound benefits, and states have been, you know, 
raising the laws, basically on unlocking, I guess you could say, uh, even medical marijuana. And now CBD oils come from it, which is derived from hemp. They're two different things. They should not be interpreted as one and the same. Uh, but it, I am also saying that both of them show profound benefits. But here I want to talk about the CBD oil. CBD oil is derived from hemp. There's literally no or very low concentration of THC, 0.3% uh, or below. So there's no like psychoactive content or effects that people get or anything like that. Benefits are widespread. Pain management. We've got a big pain crisis going on in our country. Um, and these are not seen to be addictive, right? Uh, so pain management, stress, sleep help, uh, post-traumatic stress disorder, uh, help with the nervous system, the endocrine system. All this works through what's known as the endocannabinoid system. Uh, do a little research on it. There's some great information out there. And look to find a great company. Obviously, with anything that becomes popular, there's going to be quality to the market, but there's going to be some real crap to the market. And even if you do a Google, the FDA has already sent out a bunch of warnings um, on qualities uh, put together, as well as how people have positioned themselves with their labels and making claims and stuff like that. What I'm very, very excited about is what I've seen is at least two big players in pharmaceutical grade, practitioner grade nutrition has kind of come to the table with products. Uh, Thorne. They have theirs out, uh, as well as Designs for Health. They have a combination fish oil product, which is kind of interesting. So um, I think it's going to be very exciting, and there's a lot of opportunity here, one for your business and two to help people. Next, I just want to kind of share a little marketing tip here, and it's based on social media. Um, you know, I see a lot of people get into the social realm, and they do a post here, a post there, not being too active. Uh, they maybe hire, have a... Um, an employee do it uh, or would have you or hire a service. What I want to do is kind of just break it down to some basics and let you know what social media is looking for. First of all, I don't want you to get tied up in the word algorithm. It seems like everyone that's teaching how to do it, how to do this is Facebook came out with a new algorithm. Oh my God, no, 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 no. it's tough to get the engagement. Yada, yada, yada. Um, you know, all these social media properties have essentially been free for a long time. So one, I would consider running ads and buying some time on these places. Um, two, um, consider native. When you post something, optimally it should be native to that social media site, meaning unique to them, opposed to getting on a software program that's going to share it across the board. Uh, social media properties won't score you the highest if that's the case. Uh, that's why they've incorporated like live things, because if you do something live, that's going to be native to them. Um, now, you could do things um, as you build like a Periscope that could be shared. Uh, and if you start to gain your brand and your following, that would work fine. There might be some nuances as far as how they score you with that one. You don't want to be spammy. And when I say spammy, it's not just putting up too much content. It's putting up crappy content. You want your content to be quality. What makes it quality? Well, it could be entertaining. You know, basically just put your mind in these social media properties. They want people to hang out on their site. So they want people to be entertained and engaged. So quality content um, is if you're going to post something, it's going to be educational. That's something that people want to know um, or it's going to be entertaining. Uh, the next thing is you want to be very engaging. So say if you keep posting stuff and you're really not getting much engagement uh, to that, consider engaging with others. Maybe not post as much. Sit back. I mean, you can still post. And I think that's a fine idea. Um, but reach out to others within your industry, within your sphere of influence. Uh, make comments on their page. Open the conversation. And I'm not talking about just like 
thumbs up and you know stuff like that but really get the conversation going because engagement is really where it's at and these were this is where the social media companies are headed because that is keeping people longer it's keep keeping people going back to them next if you ask which social media one is best there's no one answer um, it would be best for you to invest your time and efforts in as many as you can but do so with quality and with consistency so if that means finding the one that you enjoy most because it's going to keep you going start there get a consistency going be engaging with others on their sites um, post quality stuff build an audience and then go to the next one but keep it consistent it's so critical um, and then the more you build then the more influence you're going to have and response back so uh, what else lastly uh, as you probably know I teach live CEs so we can get our pharmacy CEs as well as technician and sometimes nurses depending on the organization I'm working with I work with two great organizations uh, rxschool.com and freece.com um, this week and I'll just kind of keep you up to date uh, this Sunday 12 p.m. Eastern time we're doing a metabolic syndrome the key to any wellness practice so that's a real good one and then next Thursday, um, it's going to be with rxschool.com, 7 o'clock Eastern Time. You can go to, you can look up here actually on our page, it says podcasts, um, and it'll give you my schedule. Uh, we're going to talk about um, integrative approaches or functional approach to arthritis. I think you're going to dig it. So, anyway, thank you so much. Uh, it's Friday. Have an excellent weekend, and let me know if you have any questions. Uh, functionalpharmacygmail.com. I appreciate it. Take care now.